Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mitt Podcast, episode number 54. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the art of respect. Respect is the greatest currency in life. It opens up more doors than we could ever imagine simply by always having other people's respect. But what's difficult is how do we actually get it in the first place and how do we keep it? Growing up, this was something I was never truly taught and I didn't really understand. And when you actually look at life, it's very easy to see who is respected, who is feared, and who just isn't respected whatsoever. It's so obvious to see why people end up with that title or that promotion, or they end up getting the girl that they want or the opportunity that everyone else was trying to get simply because they're respected. It's something that we all naturally have, but no one seems to talk about how do we actually get it? And once we get it, how do we keep it? So in this episode, I'm going to break down the four ways to gain and ultimately keep respect so you can be more successful in your life, your relationships, and your business. Number one, do what you say you're going to do. Never argue consistently with words. Instead, show up every day and win with your actions. Early on, when I entered the workforce and I was trying to make something happen, I got into a sales company. And I've kind of been used to over the years pretty much always being the youngest person in the room. And at the time, I was 22 years old. Every one of my coworkers, bosses, and other people that I worked with were all much older than me, many of them 30, 40, and even 50 years old. So how was I going to gain the respect of the people around me when many times I was the same age as their children? This was challenging. And so what I learned and what I've kind of experienced over the years is appearing too talented or too smart and trying to be a know-it-all and show everyone how talented I am. While you think on that on the surface, that would make everyone go, man, this new young guy is so good. I should tell my boss about him. I should tell the person ahead of me to to promote him. It actually would cause the opposite effect. And I'd experienced this over and over in my life where I would get the short end of the stick. I would be better than the guy next to me, but would lose out on the opportunity or promotion just out of fear and that person being threatened by my presence. Instead, I'd kind of learned my mistakes in the past. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to be really relaxed, just easy going. I'm not going to talk too much about what I know. And I'm just going to really show love and really support everyone else and kind of just put those guys first and play a little dumb in many cases and simply just let my numbers do the talking. When I came in, I was just more relaxed. I was calm. I was easygoing. I asked more questions about them. I listened more. I talked less. And I started kind of building and creating a really good name within the organization I was working for. As I did that, I created better relationships. There was kind of more opportunities that happened. And long story short, I actually fell into and won the opportunity to become a regional sales manager. Now, what was interesting that once I got this position, 
I had to not only build a bigger team from the one that was halved, but I had to hire a brand new set of people. I had to scale a failing team with a group of people who every single one of them was older than me. How is a 22-year-old with no leadership or management experience going to not only make that team successful, but how was he going to actually earn the respect of someone in a group of people who were all older and more experienced than them? I thought through this. I studied, watched every YouTube video I could, and I'd always felt like I was a natural-born leader, but things are different when the people that you're leading and managing and directing are 10, sometimes even 20 or 25 years older than you. I had to have the right approach. So the first thing I thought, and this is something that I'd learned in the art of war, is that when they would conquer a nation, they would not change the religion or the day-to-day life that they lived. If you went against a day-to-day process in life and you change everything too immediately, it causes people to resent you because now you're messing with their day-to-day life. Meaning, if you're a brand new manager and everyone was used to working remote for the past three years and the second you get there, you change everything to in-office, they're probably not going to respect you or like you because you're going against their way of life. So I knew I couldn't change too much too early. I had to approach it in an indirect way. How was I going to gain the respect? Let's do it with my actions. I knew that at the end of the day, if they liked me as a person, but most importantly, I actually made their life better by helping them make more money, showing them how to be successful, and ultimately leading from the front where they couldn't say anything about how talented I was, I know I could probably win the respect. So while most people, when they get promoted to a manager position, they become an executive, they try to act like the head honcho. They kick their feet up. They're sitting in their desk telling people what to do. I wanted to do the opposite. I ran more appointments than anybody else, and I would bring two, three, and four of my team with me and just say, guys, I want, I want you guys to just watch this. And I would take people who were struggling, and we would go into a home, and they would see me close deal after deal after deal after deal. And not only did they realize, okay, this guy knows what the hell he's doing, but he's willing to do exactly what he's asking me to do, but also do it at the highest level, this is someone I need to learn from. And I never forget the first or second week that I was doing this, I took one of the oldest people that worked with me that was fantastic. I loved him. He was a great, great part of the team, but you could tell he was still kind of skeptical of me being an RSM, especially at a young age. We went to an appointment together, which seemed like an impossible close. And just like magic, I pulled the deal out and we're walking out of the appointment. He goes, Grant, whatever you tell me to do, I'm listening. You got me. Like I, you got my respect. Okay. You, I, I'm listening to you. Whatever I got to do to close like you, I'm ready to do it. I was like, perfect, man. We'll get you there. And he ended up making more money that year working with me than he had ever made before. And he was my biggest supporter. If someone came in, he was the first person to to build respect and credibility with my name and my leadership. Without him being there, I may not have ever been able to create that successful of a team early on. Lead with your actions. Two, be authentic. Something that's so interesting about the world, and especially here in the United States, Europe, and other places, is that people respect people who are themselves with the good and the bad. 
Many times we've seen some of the biggest figures that have been growing so drastically over the past six to 12 months are not the best people. They didn't give the most to the world. They're not always the smartest. They're just extremely authentic. Think of people like Joe Rogan, who now has the number one podcast in the world. He has never changed who he is. He has some of the most outlandish and interesting people on his podcast, and he just talks to them like a normal guy. He doesn't try to appear like he's some genius or he's a super rich guy that's entitled. He's just Joe. He's himself. And so people respect him. One thing that was so interesting in the 2016 election, and I always like bringing in politics because while it's polarizing, it's very interesting why people win. And this is not about Republican or Democrat, but in the Republican primary, there was a laundry list of candidates. There were so many different people, and Donald Trump was leading the race. In the first Republican debate, Megyn Kelly asked him the question, which no politician in the history of politics would have ever answered this way. They said something along the lines of, uh, Mr. Trump, you said this about women, you've been negative, you said all of these bad things about him. And she was just going down the list, just hammering him on all these bad things that she said that he had said. Instead of him defending his integrity and saying, no, I've never said that, or I didn't mean it, or I'm a changed man. Instead, he cut her off mid-sentence and said, only Rosie O'Donnell. And the whole crowd went insane. He didn't try to defend himself. He basically said, yeah, so what's your point? He didn't try to convey that he's this perfect person. In fact, he did the opposite, which basically said, look, I am who I am. I'm not trying to hide it. And I'm going to be my unapologetic self. And if you have a problem with it, deal with it. And while a lot of people didn't like Trump at that moment, and still obviously a lot do because he's a polarizing figure, in that moment in the Republican nomination, he separated himself from the pack because people knew who he's dealing with. Look, everyone had known Donald Trump for decades. They knew he was like that. You think they're just now going to act like he's not? Instead of him trying to lie about it, he was just unapologetically himself, which helped him win the Republican nomination and eventually the presidency. You have to realize that everyone can try to copy you. They can try to mimic you, but no one can be like you. Your God-given characteristics and your instincts is what makes you different. And it's so intriguing that we can all go to similar schools, be from the same place, but we're all unique in who we are as a person. Don't waste your talents and your natural God-given abilities and characteristics of who you are as a person. Three, stand up for yourself. When it comes to respect, no one talks about how to actually defend and stand up to yourself. And the way that you do it and in each situation is going to be different. If you don't respect yourself, how can you expect anybody else that you're working with to respect yourself as well? We have to be willing at any moment to walk away from any situation that is not beneficial to us, our family, and our lives. And if people don't respect you within the first 10 to 15 minutes of meeting you, why would they respect you if you started a business together, if you took that job? If you're in the middle of an interview and the interviewer The interviewee is sitting there disrespecting you, not giving you the time of day. Why would that be a company that you should work for? We have to create standards and non-negotiables that we stand on and we are willing to walk away in any situation that does not hold up to those non-negotiables.
You can't expect to get the right people, the right opportunities, and success in your life if you're not willing to walk away from the wrong people in the wrong environments. So there's many ways to stand up for yourself, and this doesn't have to be something that's crazy, but I'm going to give you a few examples. Let's say that you're sitting there and you're meeting someone for the first time and you're kind of given a background on what you do and they ask you and they say a backwards comment or they say something rude like, oh yeah, I know you guys are having a rough year or um, have you been here before? Do you know what you're doing? Or let's say you're in the middle of a sales meeting and they go, and just real quick, um, I'm sorry, but how long have you been doing this? Which basically means, hey, you look like someone that's new and doesn't know what the hell they're doing. If you just carry on and brush that to the side, there's not a deal that you can give them to make them move forward. Instead, go, great question. I've been in the industry three years. I've helped hundreds of people at what I do. There's essentially not a question or problem that I couldn't answer. And I just want to be clear with you. I do not care if you guys end up doing this, but as long as we're here, I want you to respect me and I'll respect you back so we don't waste either of our times. Is that fair? And they go, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I just wanted to find out which, and they start backtracking and being more friendly and they start kind of kissing your ass and trying to appeal to you. This happens when you stand up for yourself. Let's say you're in a relationship and someone does something that's a non-negotiable. You don't need to sit there and convince them why they need to do this or control them. Instead, go simply, hey, look, I don't want to waste my time. I think you're a nice person, but look, if you do this and this and this, that's fine but we will never be in a relationship. Is that fair? Are we clear? And if they don't want to do it, or if they're not open to changing and not doing the things that you're against as a person, then walk. Say, you know what? I wish you the best and walk away. They will respect you. At any single moment, whether it's a negotiation, a job interview, or a business, or any situation in life, You have to stand up for yourself. And if you're not willing to, you can't expect anybody else to defend you and stand up for who you are as a person. Guard your reputation with everything that you have and be willing to lose and even light the bridge on fire if that means standing up for your name, your business, and your family. Four, perception is reality. Many times we think, well, I don't care what people think of me or I'm just going to be myself. And I think that you should always be authentic. You should be yourself, but we have to realize that unfortunately people are lazy. And when you're out in public, you're out at a restaurant, you're at a job interview, you have a meeting with a client. Unfortunately, they're not going to take the time to really know who you are. Of course, in a more deeper relationship, but when you're meeting people for the first time, you're trying to build a business from scratch and you don't have a name yet, you need to think about how are you perceived And how is and why are people treating you the way that they're treating you? People many times go, well, Grant, Adam Sandler dresses like super casual when he's out. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, those guys, they always wear super casual stuff. Yeah, well, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates were billionaires. And Adam Sandler is one of the best actors ever. That's a part of his brand. I'm not saying that you need to wear a three-piece suit or dressed to the nine every place that you go. I just want you to be conscious about what is my brand and how do I want to be treated? It's interesting. I want you to give this little test and I want you to go to one of the nicest restaurants in town or one of the hottest bars or maybe even a nice hotel or hang out with a certain group of people. And I want you to be conscious of where you're going 
because each place you want to be dressed different, but I want you to dress a little bit up, be cleanly shaven, look sharp, maybe have a nice watch on. And I want you to set yourself up to look like a high value person have reservations set up, make sure the group that you're with looks the right way. And I want you to notice how people respect you. Maybe they'll be a little bit quiet. Like, hi, sir, how are you doing? Hi, ma'am. Yeah, we got a table set up for you right here. How's your day going? Or maybe they'll say things like, hey, boss, how are you doing? We'll park you right here in the front. You'll notice that they start treating you differently. There's a hotel I stay born and raised in Texas, and I live in Austin, but every time I'm visiting Houston, there's a nice five-star hotel that I typically stay in. And over time, I'd grown to create a good relationship with them because I've had events there and I've stayed there quite a lot. But I remember early on, especially in the summer, it gets so damn hot here in Texas. And a lot of times if I was just traveling and I didn't have to be on an interview or I didn't have to be on TV or I didn't have to be in front of or speak in front of anybody, I was dressed really casual. I'd have shirts, t-shirt, And I noticed the first couple of times I went in there, they just, I don't want to say they're rude to me, but they just didn't really give me the time of the day. So I wanted to test something because I knew it was just the first couple of times I stayed there. I started traveling like I had an interview or something, regardless if I did or I didn't. And what ended up happening is one of the times I went there, I actually had to be on TV on Fox Business for an interview about the financial markets or crypto or something. And so naturally I had slacks on, I had a nice blazer on and I came down and they were the nicest people you could have ever imagined. They said, how, sir, how are you doing today? Is there anything that we can get you? It's great to see you. Thanks for coming here. Next thing you know, I end up getting champagne sent up to my room. They offer to upgrade my uh, upgrade my hotel room. Next, every single time that I started coming in there, I started dressing a little bit nicer. They started giving me hugs, giving me free things, upgrading me, treating me with the utmost respect. All I did is I started carrying myself like a person of high value. I would pull up. I would tip all the valet people. They would park me in the front. I would remember their name. I would look them in the eyes. And I just simply started carrying myself like a person who's treated with utmost respect. It's simple. If you want to be treated like a king, start acting like one. We can't be mad that people treat us a certain way if that's how we're perceived. It doesn't matter what your mom, your girlfriend, your friends, or the people in closest confidants to you treat and think you as a person. People, when you are out and about in the world, they know nothing about you. You are just as you are perceived. Until you have a massive brand or you have a certain way that you like to be perceived, they're going to treat you the way that they see you. So, Close off that final respect of people that you're initially meeting by choosing the way that you want to be perceived. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for all the love and support and comments that you guys you know, give me, whether it's on Instagram, um, Twitter, all over the place. And so I thank you guys so much for the support. If you enjoy it, make sure to subscribe, follow, and like the podcast. And as always, if you guys can, leave a short review, just letting everyone know how you feel about the podcast. But hope to see you guys again soon for episode 55. And I hope you guys have an incredible week. Thanks, guys.